0: Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM Listening Colour in partnership with Mishkon named law firm of the year at the Legal Business Awards and the Lawyer Awards 2017
1: That was Mongo Santa Maria with Watermelon Man. Good morning, I'm Elliot Moss. You're listening to Jazz FM, and in under an hour, we are going live to Glyme Place for the Love Supreme Festival 2017. But right now, it's Jazz Shapers the place where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul. And very luckily we bring someone who's shaping the world of business right alongside them, and we call them business shapers. And I'm really pleased to say my business shaper today is none other than Emma Bridgewater. Emma Bridgewater famous for the brilliant Bridgewater brand. I was drinking my tea from one of their mugs this morning, no less. You'll be hearing lots from her about her burgeoning empire and about the state of British manufacturing and much more um, to boot. In addition to hearing from Emma, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkondorea some words of advice for you Business, and then we've got the music, and it's brilliant today. All from the shapers of jazz, blues, and soul. I hasten to add Billie Holiday is in there, Esperanza Spalding, and this from BB King. <laughs> That was BB King with Paying the Cost to Be the Boss. Emma Bridgewater, as I said earlier, is my business shaper today here on Jazz Shapers. And Emma is the name behind one of the most famous British brands that we have in the world of beautiful things that pop up in your home. You can drink from them, you can now sleep in them, you can, you can even smell them, I think. I mean, it's all gone crazy. Emma, thank you very much for joining.
2: Oh, it's lovely to be here. Thank you for asking me.
1: Now, um... You know, people have heard you probably speak a bit. They may have read your books, and you've written a few of those as well. Oh, we have plugged them while we're yeah, well. So we do idea, sort of, yeah, well, I thought we'd do that. we sort of we're reverse. Don't just build up to it. Let's just get it out there. Toast and marmalade and other stories. Toast and Incredible other And they, it's gone
2: well, hasn't it? It's been good. Yes, I yeah. think we. I think we made the best seller list with that book for a nanosecond, but thirty years and more of of, of making mugs eventually of course we had to do some other things and it's been fun
1: but the uh, let's go back to why you you started this business um, uh, i meet many people who say well there was a gap I, I the gap was i had an issue and i needed to fix it and i think that was a sort of similar precisely thing for that, you
2: precisely that i was i was actually literally hanging out for an idea for a business i was sure that that i wanted to um, to set something up i'd i'd sort of i'd seen at close quarters two freelance careers and I felt the unrest of that and the the stress of that quite kind of closely and thought if I can get a business going that might be a good way to carry me through what I saw as inevitable which is having lots of kids and um, so I was looking for an idea one day I was in fact specifically looking for a birthday present for my mum, I thought two cups and saucers nice way to say I wish we were sitting down and chatting together i was in my early 20s probably spending the least amount of time at home and being a bit of a you know sort of oh just not very cooperative with her i guess and and i wanted her to know that i was thinking about her and that i wished i was spending more time with her and i stood in a china shop thinking well this should be easy and there was just nothing there that spoke of her kitchen and her kitchen i should say was a particularly lovely place to be always and I can remember two or three in my life that she made and it wasn't just me everyone wanted to be there she just made life very easy and fun and she didn't fuss about the the small stuff consequently none of the china matched (laughs) the food might easily be burnt but it was always delicious and she never knew how many people were coming to lunch or whatever she was very very relaxed and the china was sort of uptight and I had a sort of revelation in the china shop that I was going to make the china that I ought to be able to buy to give her. It was very, very clear and strong. I had no idea. I, did, I didn't go to art school. I didn't know how I was going to make that pottery, but I was going to do it. I could see it and set out thereafter on a, on a bit of a mission.
1: But what interests me about um, what you just said, and we'll come to the, the, the house and the kitchen and, 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 and that, Feeling that is so strong still. Yeah, I I'm channeling that. Yeah, all I'm. The see, time. I can see your channeling. Yeah. I can see it's still very strong in your eyes, and it's, you're right there again. Mm. Is the is the belief and, and the knowledge that you were going to do your own thing, and you said, "Well, I was going to have loads of kids." I mean, that's kind of an interesting thing to know when you are younger. Mm. But but also that it it just sounded like that was your practical way through. Is that is that right? Practical way through For, through life. I mean, you said you know. I knew, yeah, I am and, quite pragmatic. And it was well, I'm, but there was nothing else behind it apart from that. Is that is that right? I mean, it was a simple. A simple feeling.
2: Well, it, it's simple, but as you've identified also with quite an, a kind of complex backstory mm. already. So I, te- I think I bring a lot to the business in the way of you know, my individual tastes and my convictions and what I like in life and how I think life should be. And in, as it turns out, Kitchen Pottery offers a, a, a great vehicle um, Surprisingly good propaganda. (laughs) Well, you know, I can have such fun picking up the singers I like. We years ago we did a mug that said "I love you more than Elvis," palpably a lie, for anyone to give that to anyone else. Um, There was a bit of a fuss about it, and people said, "Oh, you can't do that; we'll get sued." And I said, "Well, you know, let's do it and see what happens." And you know, when the, the occasion comes along, I like writing funny messages on things. We did a tea towel that said, last night I had a really nice dream about Daniel Craig, (laughs) which raised a few eyebrows. And I like the fact that, you know, that could be any kind of dream, couldn't it? Actually, it was my neighbour who told me she'd dreamt she had to get him a sandwich and she didn't know what kind of sandwich to get him. And she was terribly worried whether chicken salad was the wrong sandwich for Daniel (laughs) Craig. (laughs) It was a very innocent dream.
1: I like the sound of this and I like the sound of my propagandist uh, in the kitchen that's Emma Bridgewater my business shaper stay with me for more um, insight into how she's built her business um, which evidently started in the kitchen time for some more music this is Billie Holiday it's actually um, a cheeky choice of Emma's and we're going to have a couple more coming up later and I get along without you
0: I get along without you you are. Of course I do Except when
2: soft rains fall
1: that was Billie Holiday with I Get Along Without You. Emma Bridgewater's my business shaper today, and we've talked a little bit already about the importance of the kitchen and the importance of your mum's kitchen specifically and how that has inspired um, the business, which, as I said, was kind of this practical thing. You just said, well, I need to have my own business because that's going to that's work for me. In the early days when you set this business up, and I believe it was in the mid-'80s, um, what did you want it to be apart from... You know, apart from these mugs, was there any was any great aspiration to become the global brand that you became? Had you even gone that far?
2: Uh, Okay, first off, there was that moment in the china shop when I could see a dresser full of colourful, mismatched pottery. So, what I I envisaged the product in sort of instantaneously, though I didn't know how I was going to achieve it, and and you know there were some sort of developments in that. Once I got to Stoke-on-Trent, where I've always made the stuff. You know I went there in search of, of someone who would make under contract to me. Mm. I, but what I saw was a town in the throes of great sort of turmoil. The coal mines were all closing, um, the steel foundries were closing, and most spectacularly, the potteries, which had made tableware for the world for you know two centuries really, were all going down like nine pins. So there were lots of big empty factories around the city and I'm a terrible romantic, you know, show me a ruin and i am it makes me very emotional. And suddenly this the ruins of an industry moved me indescribably and I could see that th- then the, the company and the sort of the wider result that I wanted to achieve became clear. I really wanted to put one of those factories back on its feet to fire up the kilns and... and Getting going again,
1: and you did that absolutely. And now, how many three hundred people work yeah, roughly in that. the business?
2: Uh, three hundred. I, yeah, I think we're three hundred in Stoke even now, and hiring. Yeah. We, we grew quite a lot last year, and looks like it's carrying on this year.
1: And that sense of caring. I mean, you cared, but it was just it just made. Did it make sense to you again? It feels like you're very instinctive as a person.
2: Um, I cared, but yes. I mean, I thought, gosh, this is what a mess. Someone's got to do something about this. But actually, it was it was more pragmatic than that underneath. In that. Both my grannies loved China, as grannies should. Um, and they have very different tastes, one rather posh, the other rather boho. And I knew that what went on, what had been going on in those factories mattered, and that those skills and traditions were something really important. And certainly if you go to the, the marvellous museum in the city, and where they've got a huge collection really representing the output of every single factory that's ever been there, every single maker, breaks your heart. I mean, that was being thrown away. All all that expertise, all that talent, all that knowledge. And really it was that I wanted to grab hold of and have kept hold of. And for me, making in Staffordshire is to participate in that tradition. And I think that's at the heart of our brand. And I think that's that very thing that everyone else was sort of chucking away and looking for a cheaper version of I think is at the heart of the success of our brand
1: Stay with me for more from My Business Shapers that's Emma Bridgewater the woman behind the Bridgewater business Latest travel in a couple of minutes and before that some words of wisdom from our programme partners I hope uh, for your burgeoning business Hello my name is Derval Walsh I'm a partner in the contentious banking and finance practice at Mishkondorea One practical tip I would give to all customers who have dealings with their banks is at the start of the relationship, particularly when they're drawing down funding, it is very important to get the necessary professional input from either accountants or lawyers as to the terms being offered by the bank. One of the reasons for doing this at the outset is because it is critical to avoid a situation where there is a dispute a year or two years down the line at which point the die has been cast and very often from the perspective of the borrower and the legal or professional advisor, it is a case of damage limitation. So I can't stress highly enough the importance of getting professional assistance at the start so that you set your stall out appropriately.
0: Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.
1: You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning, I'm very lucky because I get the chance to meet someone who's shaping the world of business. But this Saturday is a special treat in addition to my brilliant guest, Emma Bridgewater. We're also giving away an Emma Bridgewater Retro Mini DAB Bluetooth radio. And for your chance to win it, all you need to do is go to jazzfm.com and find out all about it there. In the meantime, the woman behind the brand is, of course, as I said, with me right now. We're all familiar with it, you know. When you, you you meet someone and they're the person behind the thing that you use, there is a warmth that people have towards things that they use on a daily basis. I think um, I completely agree, and it's really it's irrational in a way, but it's not because you meet this friend every day and every morning you wake up. In this morning, I did the same. I wake up and I open it, and there is Mister and Mrs, two of the, the the mugs that we use in in our house, and it's just light and it's easy and it's accessible, and I get it. All those things haven't happened by by accident that they're by design how do you every day keep yourself focused on that on that quality and that delivery of the warmth that you're giving someone like me
2: well i should say it's now hugely in the hands of the the management team who are really really great we've got such good people because with that unusual thing and a sort of fully integrated business we We design, we manufacture, and we sell to shops and direct to the customer through our own shops and on the web. So there really has to be a lot of factual focus in the business to make sure that we've got the right stock on the right shelf. You have to be totally... I
1: mean, the coherence is really hard to pull together. Yes.
2: And mercifully, it's not me or even my husband, who has proved incredibly good within the business, not not just at designing. He's a fantastic designer, but he... Ran the business um, until recently, but it's too big, really, for our amateur skills. It needs the the, the very, very, very um, careful planning that goes mm-hmm. into it now in our
1: and therefore, and therefore, the role of the two of you, of you and Matthew, um, and for those who don't know, Matthew's her husband, and Matthew Mr. has Rice. been Mr. Rice, and, and Mr. Rice. I was going to call him Mr. Bridgewater oh, for fun. Don't do that. Never then. do that. He won't be happy. Not,
2: it really uh, makes him
1: cross. Funny that, isn't it? Um, <laughs> Mr. Rice and Miss and Miss Bridgewater um, have built this thing. When it when did it get too big for you two to be there? I mean, how how quickly did that happen? It
2: didn't in any uncomfortable way, but just I think we realized a couple of years ago that um, that the fantastic. Girl who's running who was then head of marketing would probably be better than either of us at running the whole business. So Julia. Thank you, Julia. She does the most beautiful job. And um you know, it wasn't a, a sort of uneasy feeling, it was just a, a, a nice progression. And I suppose what happens is in the beginning you're doing absolutely everything. And it's harem scarum and fun and you never seem to sleep at all. And then as you go along, you start getting people in to help. And to begin, well, it's the hardest thing, isn't it? When you get the right people, things really change. Yeah. It's such it's such a key part of, of successfully growing a business. And I think we've got a very good team. And you asked me about focus, and I know that there's something in me which is probably bordering on a condition. I do have a very steely focus, and I do have a continuous vision for the company. company. And I think that that is... That's that's probably built into most entrepreneurs. In that, I sometimes think that the most important thing in any business is that you keep at it. You know, it's, it seems such an obvious thing to say, but at, unless you've got that focus, the thing does just fall apart. And there are lots of business, very good businesses that started at the same time as me that don't exist now. And I do believe that that just absolutely refusing to let go is a key to to business success
1: Well don't let go because Emma's got lots more to say here on Jazz Shapers about keeping at it. In the meantime though we've got a bit more music and it's a special one, it's Mr Frank Sinatra with I've I've Got You Under My Skin I've got you under my skin I've got you Deep in the heart of me, so deep in my heart that you're really a part of me. That was Frank Sinatra with I've Got You Under My Skin. I'm talking to Emma Bridgewater today about growing a business, about keeping at it, about the focus um, and about what happens when you're not uncomfortably big as you said but big enough to say you know what I think we need someone else to do some of the stuff need here, some
2: experts around here. <laughs>
1: you need some experts exactly were there ever moments when you wanted to throw that towel in
2: I don't think there have been something happened when I first went to Stoke I, did, I made some kind of very deep commitment to it and I do feel I mean to making there and, and to the tradition that we, I was kind of stepping into and like everyone else I'm prone to self-doubt hideously so but there's something about the people who work in the factory in Stoke that keeps me straight keeps me level and I never doubt that that's the right thing to be doing
1: and what's their relationship like with you? When, when, when Emma comes on the shop floor and Emma's moving around the business, it's <laughs> like...
2: rude jokes, I mean, basically. But, yeah. They're extremely <laughs> great. And they're just such great people. They're very, very funny and quite stepped back, quite, you know, hard to impress. I had a fantastic guy work with me for a bit and he said, I just don't get it. They don't... I mean, they. He was from Marks and Spencer's. He was really used to, um, when, when someone said jump, who was in a management position, it was only a question of how high. Whereas in Stoke, they hang back and say, why jump? Are you sure? Do I believe you? you know, they're, they're quite naturally sceptical. And I said, they, you haven't proved yourself to them yet. Mm-hmm. You know, they will. They absolutely will. But not until they believe you.
1: And what happens when Emma's wrong? I mean, what happens when you, you know... They'll
2: tell us. Yeah, so
1: they don't like the line. They don't like the little funny thought that's not funny. I'm not sure if
2: I'd take that.
1: Oh, okay. So there there are... (laughs) No, but
2: when we're getting it wrong, running the company, and growth, you know, imposes huge strains, um, you've got to be prepared to sit down and throw your hands up and say, okay, look, maybe we're getting some of this wrong and we need to talk about it and we need to hear from you you know what it is we're doing wrong and we've done that i mean you do that's a kind of continuous process i think you've got to listen but i think that now the, the particularly the factory where the strains of growth were can, can be kind of quite extant. i think we've got much better at managing people so that we hear what they're saying and continuously listen and and consult
1: We'll have our final chat with Emma. Um, plus, we're playing a track from Esperanza Spalding. That's coming up after the latest traffic and travel here on Jazz FM.
0: Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mish Condoreia, named Law Firm of the Year at the Legal Business Awards and the Lawyer Awards 2017.
1: That was Esperanza Spalding with I Know You Know and very delightful it was too. Emma Bridgewater's my business shaper just for a few more minutes. Um, we've touched on things and I feel like we, uh, we could spend hours actually g- getting under the skin of most You're of them. You're saying I talk too much. You don't. You talk You <laughs> do just right. It's perfect. The, the things though, there's so much in there. I mean, uh, v- briefly... Um, You've got now a towards £20 million turnover business. It's global in nature. So people, you know, your brand is famous in lots of other um, parts of the world. What's the ambition now? I mean, you kind of, you had this thing when you were 20. You saw a gap. You went for it. It was, it's an emotional thing as well as a practical thing. What does Emma Bridgewater want to do now for the next five, ten years? Is it just more of the same?
2: It's more of the same and it's bigger. I definitely saw it as a big business. And if I'm honest, I think that the distractions of family life meant that it didn't grow as fast as it could have done in the early years. I look at some of the successful businesses in Stoke and I love that we're known as the biggest manufacturers there. I have to admit it's not true. We're just the mouthiest. (laughs)
1: Um,
2: There are four or five much bigger businesses. Um, It's a great place to run a manufacturing business. Britain's good at manufacturing. We need to not just keep doing more of it, but keep talking about it. Because a lot of what we do we do anonymously and you know, we do fantastic aerospace engineering and we give it to the French and don't get credited. And loads of our marvellous um woolen cloth is used in Italian tailoring and not credited to us. You know we've got we've got to kind of wake up and and bang the drum, I think, harder. And you sweetly said we're an export company, we're sort of known all over the world. Guilty really guilty here we don't export nearly enough only about ten percent so there's a whole piece there as we get bigger which I you know I would very much like to
1: export much more we're a UK hmm. brand really at the moment what we haven't mentioned or you haven't mentioned is money uh, not once I mean does it I mean, obviously it's quite nice having it but does it bother you do you think about your own personal wealth at all
2: um I think it's I only see it as a means to an end when I started I I wanted I wanted to be able to afford a car that didn't break down on the motorway all the time. There are sort of simple things that you need. I wanted very, very badly not to have to do my VAT returns any more than <laughs> twice. It really gave me a nervous breakdown. There are a kind of steps that you go through and then you turn around and you think, gosh, you've come much further than I thought. What we're doing, I mean, Matthew and I are doing a big restoration project in Oxfordshire which I think I might feel mildly uncomfortable about if it was purely for our benefit. But as far as I'm concerned, it's sort of axiomatically mm. to share. So in May, the uh, Morris men come and dance in our garden. We do a lot of collector events. We do open garden. We have quite a lot of people living in sheds and cabins um, on the place. I I do want to make the world a better place. I do really want to try and create jobs make people happy.
1: I like that. Um, I mean, I'm, you know, it's, it's lovely to hear, it's very refreshing to hear because it feels to me right back from when you talked about your mum's kitchen and your mum's kitchen felt like an open place yes. where, as you said, she didn't know how many people were coming it feels like you've kind of embraced that totally. philosophy that's, and that's probably why this is all working so well and I really sincerely hope it continues to because you've, oh, you've you. really done wonderful things and, as you said, British manufacturing we should start making more noise about it Yes. and let's do that going forward, it's very important right now especially Thank you so much for being my guest today. Just before I let you go, what's your song Choice and why have you chosen it?
2: It's called Walls for Mama and it's sung by my oldest daughter, Lil, and the guitar the beautiful guitar playing is her lovely, lovely friend Ollie Clark. And in it she soundtracks a lot of the singers that she and I both love. I think I I think the song speaks for itself, but her voice is just
1: knockout the proud mum, here it is just Mm -hmm. for you. was Waltz for Mama from Lil Rice and Ollie Clark, Lil being the daughter of my business shaper today, Emma Bridgewater. Someone who had a vision very early on about what she wanted her business to be. Someone who right throughout it has been focused and has kept at it as she said and someone who fundamentally believes in the power of British manufacturing and what it can create both abroad and in the UK really brilliant stuff do join me again same time same place that's next Saturday for another edition of Jazz Shapers but right now and really excitingly we are going to be going live to the Love Supreme Festival 2017 in Glyme Place there'll be live music live interviews and it's the next best thing to being there if you are going there have a fabulous time So stay with us, because coming up next to introduce the whole thing is Nigel Williams.
0: Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.